It's a new week. It's Monday, December 4th. And if you're like me, you're happy to see the man on the other end of this Zoom call. Round of applause for Carter Elliott himself. Carter, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, I was going to come on here and lie to the folks about how like I went head to head uh, with a sickness and like I came out on top. I didn't come out on top. All right. I was I was down astronomically this past week uh, to the point where I could I was losing my breath going up and down stairs. Um, I found it even hard to hop on this Zoom and even speak. So I wasn't even able to do that. But I'm officially back. I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm a little bit rough in the face right now. Apologies to people who are watching on YouTube. I definitely need a haircut. That's why I got this hat on. And I definitely need a good shave. But I'm here. And that's all that matters. And also the Lions won today. This isn't the full episode, though, right? This is just... It's... Yeah, I don't. I was going to just see so i think you maybe got me sick through the zoom call i think that might be what happened here because oh. my my brain hasn't worked in the last 48 hours period uh we are supposed to be recording our illinois recap right now but i just opened an intro the entire episode and i don't feel like editing it after the fact so now we're doing the entire episode we <laughs> we're stuck we're stuck uh yeah i don't know what happened i'm foggy though so i'm glad you're feeling well because i might be out for a week at any given moment <laughs> i know well that's not, okay but the thing is though if you're out for a week people think that they struggled you know watching anything on our channel if you're out for a week and you're leaving the adobe in my hands and you're leaving the editing and the posting in my hands i'm just letting you know the production the, the, the production value of sleepers it's gonna fall a little bit but i will give it my best I kind of want to see what it would look like, honestly. I'll oh, it'd be, Don't oh worry. it'd be. You you told me to hydrate. You said hydrate and sleep. I got a good twelve hours of sleep last night, and I nice two two Meyer brand water bottles. Nice, good job. good work. You're saying nice even with the Meyer brand. I feel like you were gonna roast me for the Meyer brand. No, Meyer brand is good. What what kind of Meyer brand is it? Like still spring? What are we talking? Uh, just Meyer purified drinking water. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good water. That's okay. Good water. All right. I couldn't tell. It tastes like water to me. So, uh, all right. Lions got to win today. You feeling good there too? Yeah. Even though like we had to stress about it yeah, after getting up 21, nothing. I, this, I, I hate being in a spot where I'm like complaining about my team and doing things when they're nine and three, but like they're irking me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced we're a good football team right now, which is far from how I felt the first eight weeks of the season. Uh, that scares me. Luckily, Jameis Winston is bad. So thank God a break there. <laughs> that was good. Uh, okay. Lots to talk about today. We are going to hit on the college football playoff. I have a lot of thoughts there. You and I, the weird thing about when you're sick or when one of us is sick is it's pretty much the only time we don't talk to each other. Like on a day to day, if we're both full go, we're talking pretty much nonstop, whether it's work or just friendship. But like when one of us is sick, like there's just like a respectful boundary of like, we're just going to let the boy recover. So I haven't talked to you about anything in the last two days, except for when I texted you, let's go after a Michigan touchdown, because I thought you were my dad, but that was the <laughs> sick brain. I mean, yeah, I was, I was completely caught off guard by that, but it's okay though. We're back. So yeah, it, was, it was the sick brain. We're going to do college football playoff. Uh, and then I, I, we're going to discuss if anybody in college basketball is good or not. And uh, we have to update the big 10 tiers because a lot of big 10 stuff has been happening. Hey, subscribe to the sleepers YouTube channel. You might already do that if you're listening to this, but we've had a bunch of great growth on the YouTube channel the last couple of weeks. The guys from heat check have been super helpful 
to us in the last week with recaps and previews. There's been a bunch of great content on a night-to-night basis, and it's going to continue all throughout the season. So go click subscribe. Make sure you're watching those videos, which are separate from the podcast that we do every single day. But first, Cart, kick us off. What's your YouTube comment of the week? Uh, my YouTube comment of the week is going to come from the Indiana-Maryland game recap video, actually. It's going to come from Rex Pope, who gave us the back-to-back comments, so I'm going to put them in the one. Early projection, IU finishes the regular season with 22-plus wins. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like Debo Samuel just single-handedly ended my fantasy team season because I'm going against him in that big 24-team league. It's the first oh, no. round of the playoffs. It's the first round of the playoffs. And my my guys came out with a great performance at the bar. I'm going to score 100 points, and Debo Samuel just three-touchdowned me. It's so, already the first weekend of fantasy playoffs in in my big league. It is, and I oh. I mean night night Debo Debo by the way who has had uh forty two points in the last three weeks combined forty three points in the last four weeks combined thirty seven points tonight just ridiculous. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Sorry, early projection. <laughs> IU finishes the regular season with twenty two plus wins. Possible for sure. I mean they they keep winning. So yeah, they do they yeah, do keep yeah. winning. Well, the second part of this, IU wins convincingly. Your take is IU sucks, and it just means that Maryland is horrible. Uh, I want to make this unequivocally clear. Oh, you're back. How bad of a basketball team Maryland basketball is right now. And that's honestly the one thing I came away from this week. There's a lot of college basketball that I watch in between my naps and laying on my bed. And one take that I came away with that I want to make absolutely clear is that Maryland is a bad basketball program. I have questions. I want to know what they did over the summer. I want to know who they were hanging out with. I want to know what was going on in the facility. I want to know what was going on in study halls. I want to know what was going on in film room. I don't know what that program is doing. That was an abomination of a performance and a absolute sham. I don't even want to call it basketball. It was awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, Maryland's just down bad. It is what it is. And uh, I I understand Indiana fans being annoyed with me. I understand a lot of fans can be annoyed with me for various reasons. But yeah, because I look, I was one of the first people to just be like, no way, this team stinks. And then I victory lapped them. Even though they were winning the games, I was victory lapping the fact that it was a close game with Florida Gulf Coast and a close game with Army and a close game with Wright State and a close game with Louisville. Like all, all four of those were victory lab moments for me, but they kept winning the game. So what can you say? Um, I think it can be both. I think it should be both. I think smart basketball people know that it's both. Maryland's really bad right now. And also Indiana looked like a good team against Maryland. Like that, that wasn't a 12 point victory because Indiana is nothing. And Maryland's horrible. Indiana did what a good team is supposed to do to a bad team like Maryland. You win by double digits at home. So it's both. I'm willing to talk about it. I'm glad that's your point. Everyone cut the video off at this point. Not cut the video off, but put a little split in this, and I'll tell you what my viewpoint is on this. Indiana has beat Florida Gulf Coast without their best player in a dogfight. Congratulations. They beat Army. I don't think Army has won a game this season up until this point. Congratulations. You were in a dogfight as well. You beat Wright State without their star player. Wright State's also an awful team in the country. You you got dog walked by UConn. You lost a dogfight to Louisville. Louisville is not good. You lost to Harvard. You got away at the end of that. I'm sorry, you won against Harvard. My apologies. They're winning all these games. They won against Louisville. They won against Harvard. Harvard, okay team. They also got smacked today by 20. Uh, Maryland, awful basketball team. You, 
I mean, I guess if I can go through the schedule and I can find bad basketball teams, I guess I can count on Indiana to beat bad basketball teams. But I'd have to go through the whole schedule to find more bas- more bad basketball teams to play because this Indiana team isn't good. They just need to be less bad than the team they're playing. They have not beat a good team yet. Ah, They uh, have not beat a good team yet, and I'm not even hearing an argument for that. They have not beat a good team yet. Harvard's okay. Harvard's okay. Not That I'm was not- an impressive win. It was an impressive win. Uh, look, I'm fine. I, I'm still standing by all my criticisms of Indiana, but I think this Indiana team looks significantly better in the last game and a half. And I'm, I'm comfortable saying that like they, I, I see a pulse. I think the three bigs all look good. Mbaka looks good right now. Renew is making plays. Where's the superstar? None of that was true against Florida Gulf Coast. Now it is all true. They still have nothing in the backcourt and if you listen to my recap, I have thoughts on why they've suddenly been good for the last game and a half. But uh, they're on the road at Michigan. Michigan looks horrible right now, too. One of the like whoever wins that game, I'm probably still going to be like, yeah, they were just less bad than the other team. I don't think either one of these teams are good. But if Indiana goes and gets a road win at Michigan, then I don't know how we take that away from them anymore. Like they're they they're- just keep winning. You know, they're also not. There's also absolutely zero chance to get a road win in Michigan. I'll let that be known right now. Might happen. Ken Palm has their projected record 17 and 14, 9 and 11 in Big Ten play. So still a lot of losses coming in Indiana's games, according to Ken Palm, not according to me. I'm here to give the Hoosiers props. I like what I'm seeing from the candy stripes right now. Uh, Okay. Is that it for the YouTube comment? Yeah. The Indiana stinks still, though. Let's stop it. (laughs) I mean, if you're coming in, I, I, uh, I will. I will go head to head with Indiana fans because I actually feel like a fact that they stink, and I feel like real Indiana fans, right. real Indiana fans would honestly admit they're kind of mid. But that's fine. I, we're separating it. You, you are admitting that. You know your point. I just want to make it known that Indiana stinks. Yeah, I mean, you're coming in hot, returning from injury here. It's impressive. You're uh, you're getting your shots up. That's for sure. I like it. I'm trying to look where to start with our comments in the Discord. Today, a lot of back and forth discussion at one in the morning between uh, Ryan, the lion guy and Bryce. So I can't really like they're supposed to tag us when they want us reading comments. And I never know where to start anymore. So I'm going to start with the first tag I see from Ryan, the lion, which is this. What do you call a good looking reptile investigator? I mean, that's just Ryan, the lion in all his form and all his glory. That was sent at 5.55 a.m. Eastern. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, just incredible stuff from Ryan Lyon. Um, okay, question from Zator. He says, we certainly saw some flaws in several high-level teams over the last 24 hours. Does anyone with a higher floor, or does anyone have a higher floor than Purdue with the Zach EDC code? Does anyone have a higher floor than yeah, Purdue? Does anyone have a higher floor than Purdue? I don't think so. I mean, because of Edie. Like that floor, like at at worst, you're gonna get. Honestly, I I feel like I've been selling ED even short when I say like you're getting a guaranteed twenty five and ten. Like you're you're damn near getting a guaranteed thirty ball at this point. Honestly, I'm trying to. Th- I feel like I might say Kansas has a higher floor because they have Bill Self than Purdue had because Zach ED Zach ED has had a very low floor in the NCAA tournament, even on teams with Zach Eady. Bill Self also has not been great, but he hasn't lost to cupcakes in a very long time. So uh, I guess it depends on what point of the season you're asking. Both teams have extremely high floors, but I think if pressed to like, like which 
one am I more confident in will be a good team at minimum, I would take the Bill Self team over the Zach Eady team right now. I'm scared by Purdue's guards. We're going to talk more about it, but I'm I I am terrified from what I saw from Braden Smith and Lance Jones. The more that I think about it after that game, you also okay. Can we address the elephant in the room with you that you're pretty clearly ducking Purdue conversations right now? Am I am I ducking Purdue conversations? Well, you had the opportunity to join with uh with Craig Bowers and Joe Jackson. We're going to record that right after we're done here, and you politely declined to be a part of that conversation. Uh, again, last week you. I don't know, coincidentally got sick right when Lance Jones had a fantastic first game. And then uh, that was a big hit there. Yeah. Then Purdue goes down and you still, for some reason, just don't seem motivated to get on the calls. Yeah. Because I I don't want there to be like anything lost in translation. And unfortunately I feel like at this point, I don't know if Purdue fans even want to listen to me because they think I'm just being a Lance Jones hater. But, like, if you're going to hate, don't you got to be willing to be there and keep hating? I mean, I I, I think <laughs> I feel like the game speaks for itself. But, hey, who am I? All right. Well, I just from my side, I'd like you back talking Purdue with me at some point in the near future. I think too too many compelling things have happened to not get Carter Elliott's take on it. Uh, Matt F has a question. Would you rather be an Iowa football fan or a Michigan State football fan right now? Think hard. The Big Ten West is clearly pathetic. I don't think anything would ever want me to be an Iowa football fan, to be honest with you. Even with the winning, that's just like there's no way Iowa football fans had that much fun this season. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say what my answer is, but is it Iowa? I'll I'll take the program that's been going to the Big Ten championship in the last couple of seasons. Like, what is that really that hard? We we don't want that. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'll, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I don't. I'm not like lusting over wanting to be Iowa football, but like, is it like moving forward or the past couple of years? Is that what was the question? I just would you rather be an Iowa fan or a Michigan State fan right now? Mm. I mean, I guess like no, I still still I think I'd rather be a Michigan State football fan. My answer going forward would be they have the exact same ceiling. So like in the new look Big Ten with the four teams from the Pac-12, I think both teams are looking at eight win seasons in a good year. Mm. So I'll I'll take the team that's already there and not the team that's hoping to get back to the eight win seasons. Uh, okay, you Travis. Think, you think I was getting eight wins like without the Big Ten West, or is the West and East still going to be a thing? Uh, nobody knows how they're going to split it, but okay. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Iowa beats up on Big Ten West teams. There's still going to be some of those on the schedule. Yeah, true. I mean, it's a good like Ferentz is a good program. It's ugly. It's not good, but like Ferentz football works in the Big Ten West. Yeah, for sure, and in the Big Ten as a whole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, my answer is Michigan State. <laughs> okay. All right. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> Travis Nelson said, what's your biggest takeaway from a crazy college basketball weekend? We're basically going to use that as a segment, um, but one word answer or one sentence answer. What's your, what's your biggest takeaway? No one's that scary. Yeah, that's it. Not, scared, not as scary as I thought. I'll go one step further. College sports are cooked. That's my takeaway. College, every every college sport is cooked. Uh, it, we've got undefeated teams that don't get a chance to play for the national championship because 
we're just supposed to believe the team that just almost lost to Peyton Thorne on a five for 16 night with two interceptions is just better. That's, that's the reason they're just better. Uh, they literally were outplayed by Peyton Thorne five for 16, two interceptions seven days ago. And that team's just better than the team that went undefeated. College sports are cooked. And I'm, I, I get it. Florida state sucks right now, but like college sports are cooked if that's what we're doing. And then you look in the basketball side, like, okay, all these quote unquote elite teams can't win. UNC Wilmington dogs, right? Like Georgia tech dogs, Northwestern dogs. Like can somebody show up and just be good for once? We are headed to another final four that has worse teams than Florida Atlantic and San Diego state in it. And I'm, I I don't want it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's literally going to happen. There's, there's too much parody. COVID killed college sports. College sports are dead card. Damn it. And why, why is every team good? Not mine. Why, why that too? While we're at it, why are why are mediocre teams allowed to win, but not my mediocre team? Because your mediocre team, as Jerron Sim is drawing up plays in crunch time. I have Doug McDaniel, and he's everything I ever wanted, and I still can't win a game. Do you know how conflicting that is? Uh, all right, Fam says. By the way, well, I'm, I'm yelling at you for ducking Purdue. I haven't even had you there when on my Michigan recaps. Shout out Connor Hope, I love him, but like. There's something about, like, I just need to see your smug little smile when Michigan loses. I've missed that. I feel like I haven't gotten punished enough. I'm, I I mean, you got you got your team running zone out of nowhere. Juwan moving up the coaching tree throughout the season. Guys drawing straws who draws plays. And, and Jackson Shellstead hitting 40-footers to game you on an ugly court in Eugene, Oregon. There's my little smug smile is not going to hurt more than what that is. Doug was so fun though. Oh, he's always nice. Like my, my Doug hype was never a lie. I never told a lie. Yeah. You didn't tell a lie. You might've told a lie by him being there next year, but the, the funness is not a lie. He might be there next year. He might not. We talked about in the recap. Tamper. He's going to get tampered with. That's for sure. I don't know how Doug's wired. Doug's mom keeps liking my tweets, by the way. Like, my tweet after this loss was, Doug McDaniel has been as good as anyone could have possibly imagined, and Michigan's still 4-4, four and four, and she liked it. <laughs> well, that's, so. that's actually that's actually massive for him staying, I feel like. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I kind of think there was, like, a hint of, <laughs> this isn't good, man. His uh, body language PhD, I didn't talk about this with Connor in the recap. Doug's body language screams, I am unhappy. Oof. It's not good. It's not. And I don't blame him. Like, I'd be unhappy too. But he he leaves a little bit to be desired on, like, the togetherness leadership guy thing, which I part of me loves. Like, I love just a dude who's out to go get himself 33 in flashy ways and talk his shit. But I do wish, like, he would put his arm around Namari Burnett, like, once a game. Be like, it's okay, man. We we got this. Doug Doug doesn't do that ever. Yeah, Doug, Doug is an eye guy. Yeah, but I'm I am perfectly okay with that. Though. Yeah, he is. Not not everybody can be. You know, some sometimes guys gotta be eye guys. Uh, he's not the arm around the type of guy. He's an eye guy, and that's fine. Yeah, like there's one eye in win, and there's two eyes in Michigan. But right now, Michigan only has one eye, and they're still not winning. And I don't know what we do with that. Right, and there's two eyes in. Nasir McDaniel and my eyes are bad. They're failing me. So all in all, that's not good. Uh, Fam 33 says, hope you had a good weekend looking for a hashtag sleepers breakdown. Why is Virginia's defense so good? How do they do it every single year? I just think that they 
do an amazing job of just teaching the same pack line defense, honestly, like just hammering it in. It's just that type of thing. It's like, you know, we give a lot of college teams credit for like systems like Kelvin Sampson's system. Like he's going to make it work with those guys. It's a it's a system at Virginia. And the one thing I'll push back on is they kind of do got like they have at least one or two guys that are just like defensive, you know, I would call maestros. Like Reese Beekman is a really good defender. Uh, Dunn is a really good defender slash like really good player just in general. Um, so they got guys that can you know get it done and shit like that. So uh, but it's just it's a it's a defensive system thing. It's just always it's somehow always going to work. Yeah, through the years, they have had good players. That's for sure. Um, this year's team, I'm still a little iffy on how good the players are. Ryan Dunn is amazing as yeah. a defense. Like, he might be the best defender in the country, truly. But, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's mostly just Tony Bennett's a mastermind. Like, I don't know. This sport, I think more, more than other sports, college basketball comes down to coaching a lot. Yeah. Coaching and being at home. Home is big. Home is big. Home is massive. Uh, I love home. Yeah. I like home too. We're big home people. Do we need to embrace home more as part of basketball? Like honestly, like people are like, what are your plans for the weekend or something like that? And nothing lights my face up more than like, I'm gonna be home. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be in home. Yeah, we might need to just keep gassing up home a little more. All right. Thanks to the comments from the Discord. I had somebody tweet at me and say they love our work. Gave you a shout out as well, Car, and uh, asked how do they join the Discord. This is how you join the Discord. There's a link in every video description that we have on the channel. There's also a link in our Sleepers Media Twitter bio. You click that link. It will open up to a page that prompts you to join the Sleepers Discord. You're going to want to be on a laptop or a desktop when you do this, not on mobile, because there are random fees associated with doing it from your phone. Get on a laptop or a desktop, click the link. It'll take you to a page. You click to join. It will prompt you to spend $9.99 for the first month, and then it is a recurring charge, $9.99 every single month. Gets you access to the Sleepers Discord. Where does that money go, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. It goes straight to us here at Sleepers Media, where uh, we're actually trying to make this a little bit of a company. And right now, all the money that we make comes entirely off of three different sources. One, from YouTube revenue, from people watching our videos. Two, from our Discord, where the people that love us can support us directly. And three, from any sort of brand deals that we get, where we may be hired as talent, uh, which, by the way, we're doing more Bleacher Report streams this month in December, which is a testament to everybody who supports us that uh, they showed up and supported us in the Bleacher Report stream. So that's great news. That's coming. But that's how you join the Discord. Click the link. Uh, we would love to see you in there. We're approaching 100. When we get to 100, we will be doing a happy hour uh, episode, which uh, includes a power hour for that entire episode, which is a shot of beer every single minute. And lastly... We're going to do this tomorrow because I don't have it ready today. Tomorrow, we are going to draw the Sleepers ticket giveaway. Once a month at the beginning of every month, we do a drawing of every paid member of the Discord. They get entered. And if we draw your name, you win two tickets to the sporting event of your choice. Natalie Rose won in month one. She's going to an NBA game. So you have a day. You have 24 hours, if you're listening to this, to join to get a free entry into our two-ticket drawing. Any thoughts, Cart? Uh, if you don't want to join the discord, my dog can't have as many toys as he needs and he loves toys. And if I find out that you're joining the discord, but you're not fully joining it, 
I am not liable to not spit on you if I see you in public. You don't want that. This man just had a sickness. Okay. Uh, trust me. <laughs> you don't want that. All right. Let's get to our topics today. We're going to start with college football and then we'll come back around to college basketball. The playoff was released. We got Michigan as the one seed. We have Alabama as the four seed. We have Washington as the two seed. We have Texas as the three seed. That means that an undefeated conference champion in the ACC, Florida State, is left out. This was the first year that it felt like the committee had a serious decision with ramifications that were going to lead to everybody complaining. I know there have been teams that have been quote-unquote left out in the past, like shout out to Baylor and Oklahoma State a couple of years. Uh, This felt different. This time you were either going to leave the SEC champion out or an undefeated team out or the team that beat the SEC champion out, who's also a conference champion. There was just no way to win for them. Um, What do you wish the committee would have done here? What would you have done? Uh, I honestly don't think I would have changed it, to be honest with you, unfortunately. And I I flip-flop on that just because I – heard everyone's point and argument i just think the precedent of leaving out an undefeated power five team is just nasty work in general like i i I don't care about anything else i don't care about the quarterback i don't really care about that like the fact that a team went undefeated the whole season and is and is a power five team is just nasty work to me but at the same time like i kind of want to applaud the college football playoff committee because i feel like this right now is the four best teams in the country. I, I think that these are the four best teams in the country to me. I, I, see, I have a huge problem with that statement. Georgia mm-hmm. is one of the best four teams in the country. Like that's how we cannot say that and have Georgia left out. It's not about the best. Georgia is one of the four best. Right. Uh, like it's, it's you're trying to, you're trying to mold it together. People are trying to use best to say why Alabama is better than uh, Florida State, which I'm fine with. But if it's truly just their jobs to pick the four best teams, they didn't do that. Oregon would have been in. Uh, Ohio State would have had an argument to be in. And Georgia would definitely be in. But Oregon had two losses. And Georgia's still a nine-point favorite if they play Washington tomorrow. Because best best is not a quantifiable thing. Like, that's that's why I have a massive problem with this. And look, it's not... I should be clear. I in a box, I don't have a problem with the decision that Alabama is a better football team than Florida State. I think they are. I think Alabama would beat Florida State. I think Alabama would be favored against Florida State. The bigger issue here is that the system was always a horrible system. There never should have only been four teams in a playoff for college football when you have five major conferences. The fact that we haven't run into this exact situation earlier than now is honestly incredibly lucky for college football as a whole. This should have been happening every single season. And like it's changing. So in the end, it doesn't matter. A year from now, we'll be arguing whether Tulane belongs in the top 12 or not. Right. Like that's it's a lower stakes argument. But I. The concept of a team that won all their games not making it is just a horrific result for the sport. And it it would be different if Georgia won, right? Like if if Georgia had just beaten Alabama, Georgia's in, Michigan's in, Washington's in, and there's not even an argument between Florida State and Texas. Like that's that's not the argument, right? They would have just put the undefeated champion in instead of oh, the I, I, I think they still would have put Texas in. I don't think so. I think they would have. I I don't think so, and maybe I'm wrong on that. But 
to me, like the the thing that shook this all up was Alabama beating Georgia, which was a great win. Give them credit. But now, like people that are trying to actually say, oh, they put the four best teams in. You're you're asking me to say that Alabama's been great this whole season and is great right now. That's not true. Seven days ago, they were outplayed by Peyton Thorne on a five and set. Like he's a bad football quarterback on a bad team. So <laughs> I can't I can't get around that. If you look through what they've done all season long, it's been bad. They were they were tied with USF at halftime cards. Like this has not been a good. But, okay, but but also you said you said that Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah, right? like you believe that. Yes. Bama beat Bama beat them. So, but that it's not about wins though. Otherwise, Florida State has to be in. So okay, but this, okay, the, here's here's the the other thing, or the point that I think that needs to come out on top of all this. It, there was no way for this to be right because it's only four teams, and because of the outcomes that happened, there was truly no way for this to be right. I think there was a way for it to be okay. right. Well, you do. Okay, see, I don't. I don't think there was. What? Well, I think there was a way for it to be right, but it just like I've accepted already it was never gonna happen. But to me, the right result was no Alabama. Okay. I would have put I, yeah. I would have put Florida State at three against Washington. I would have had Texas at four against Michigan. I think that would have been right. Okay. Yeah, see, I I I'm of the of the camp of like because of the results that happened, because Bama beat Georgia and because Jordan Jordan Travis's leg fell off, like but that's it, so it, shitty. It, it it made it like kind of impossible. But that's just, I just and, think, that's and it only so gave four shitty. teams. Like it's just, it is shitty. So what I think is lost in this is a couple things. I, I think people are conflicting aesthetically pleasing football with good or bad football. Like to me, is Florida State good offensively right now? No. Why Why would we expect them to be with a third-string quarterback? Of course, that's not good. They also might have their second-string quarterback back if they were in a playoff game, right? Like, they th- that would be the difference. The team we just saw against Louisville is not – it would be the team that went in and beat Florida, right? Like, that's a better football team than the team that we just saw against Louisville. And, oh, by the way, the whole bigger reason – Florida State's been great all season long is they have a bunch of pros on defense that are still here to play. Like that's half of the game of football. And right. those kids just got robbed because their quarterback broke his leg. And I, my heart breaks for them because like Jordan T- Travis's statement is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. My man said, I wish I broke my leg two months earlier. That's the saddest shit I've ever seen, man. It, that is sad, but also like uh, Jordan, if you did break your legs two months ago, you probably have two to three losses and be firing up to play like Liberty. I don't know though. Like this defense I, I, is great, I think so. man. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I'm honestly, you know me, I've, I've told you, like I, I bet on Florida state to win the game yesterday. Like I've been a big Florida state believer. Like Trey Benson's really good. They got, obviously they lost Travis, but like you're talking to someone who had a college football, Florida state future. And you can go back to our first episode. When I talked about, I'm like, this Florida state team is for real. Yeah, but it's it's just hard. I mean, they if they could have just done a little bit more against Louisville to make it make it like not even a thought. If they could have done anything more, just make it win by two touchdowns. Yeah, something like that. Like I think they're in easily, but it's just it's a tough situation. 
Yeah, that's I don't why, know. That's, I why, mean, that's I, why I say that's why I that's why I come back to like the it's just an impossible situation to me. I just I really struggle with when we we stop trying to quantify it and it's just the quote unquote. Well, we we're looking for the best. This team's clearly better, right? Because I think that comes down so much to like style points and preference more than it does substance. Like Michigan has not looked good in the last three weeks. That's what everybody keeps telling me. And I agree with it to an extent. Uh, Also, they covered last night while playing super conservative. Uh, Like, was it ugly? Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. Their defense is great. Like, does that mean they're bad because they beat Iowa by 26 as 21 point favorites? I wouldn't say so, but some people think that. Is Washington good when they're down to Arizona State with five minutes left? Is Washington good when they need a last-second field goal to beat Washington State just because they're throwing touchdown passes? That's why they're good and not bad? Because, like, there is no way to quantify it is the point. And much like there is with college basketball to me, there's no elite team this season in college football. Georgia was the closest thing we had to an elite team. And Georgia's clearly vulnerable. They just lost to Alabama. So if – like once we accepted Georgia's out, I think we threw the concept of putting the best teams in out the window and it has to be based on resume. It should have been. And it's a, it's a sad day for the sport to me. That's not, and that's not me saying that because I want Michigan to play Florida state at all. Like I said, I would have put Florida state at three against Washington. I would put Texas yeah. at four against Michigan, but I just, it's crazy to me. An undefeated team is going to end the season with nothing. And last thing to wrap this up, unfortunately, the, the truth that no one wants to talk about either is, this well yeah like they they i mean that it that's the one thing i i i never want to like hear anyone say or even hear the committee say like at least be truthful about it like let's not act like money's not a factor here yeah let's not let's not act like tv ratings don't mean something like they're getting bama in here they're getting michigan in here they're getting washington and they're getting texas they're touching like all these big football markets they're touching every part of the united states their ratings and all the money would be a lot less with florida state in there yeah. Shout out to John Martin. He was adamant that uh, Alabama would make it. They weren't leaving the SEC out. I did win a hundred bucks on an Alabama bet that they would make the playoff. That felt great. It was electric. Right, it was electric watching that reveal, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. Quick playoff thoughts. And then I have one quick, this is how I, I think we should fix college football forever, by the way. Uh, who's, who's winning these matchups? Who do you got in two games? Oh. You know, I think that I honestly I've been impressed by Texas. I think Texas gets Washington, even though I like Washington. Uh, I think that Texas uh, does get Washington, which is crazy to me that Texas is going to end up in the national championship to my eyes. Um, I do think that the national champion is coming from that Michigan Bama game. Yeah, I think whoever wins that game is going to be the national champion. Uh, I think the Bama Michigan one is actually like a pretty even matchup Um, to me. I mean, would it be fair to say like Bama or Georgia and Michigan are somewhat similar, maybe talent wise? Maybe I mean, you would say that JJ McCarthy's better than Beck, obviously, but like I think Georgia are, Georgia's skill guys are better. Yeah, but okay, but like that kind of balances out by JJ McCarthy being better than Beck. Like I feel like that yeah. kind of evens it out a little bit. But yeah. um, I think the game came out as like pick them. I think it is a pick them game. I think it's going to come down to maybe who makes a play on what side of the ball, whether it be defensive guy or, you know, Milrow making a mistake, McCarthy making a mistake, making a play, either of them on the other side of that. I think it's going to come down to like a one score game who makes the last play or who has the ball last. 
Yeah, uh, Michigan is two point favorites. Last I checked, I think it's been bet down to one already. Um, I, I was gonna say it's gonna be interesting to see how that moves. Like, cause it's it's a month, right? To that game. Yeah, full month. Yeah, that's yeah. Also- I, I so I I completely agree with you. Who wins that game? I think is the national champion. Uh, I there are there's feels of this to like Georgia Ohio State last year, and that ended up being a classic game. But it was like. You know, Ohio State kind of like snuck into the playoff. Nobody really thought they were going to be there after the Michigan loss. And Georgia was like the quote unquote best team this year. Michigan right now is the quote unquote best team. Bama sneaks into the playoff, but it's really evenly matched. I think uh, to summarize my thoughts in the game, I think whatever quarterback makes more mistakes is the team that loses the game. And I, I, we've seen JJ have big, big moments where he has made mistakes in big games that lead to his only losses in his Michigan career. His record as a quarterback in Michigan has been insane. The games he's lost have been directly attributed to games that he's made mistakes. Uh, Milrow, to me, is extremely dynamic. He's playing way better right now than he was at the beginning of the season. He's also a guy I think is 100% prone to making mistakes against a good defense. So. Yeah. And and I, I think it's less JJ making well, it's less like JJ making mistakes. It's also to the point like, you know, Michigan has I think has not been as good offensive line wise, like trenches wise this season. And then you put on the top of the fact that they're not gonna have Zinter in uh as well. And those Bama defensive linemen are like Dallas Turner is a, a a monster. Like they got some really good they got I mean, they got Bama guys on defense. Yeah, so yeah. uh it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the trenches. That's going to be a, I mean, honestly, both games, I think are going to be great. I am excited to watch both games. Yeah. Evenly matched games in both. I yeah. feel like, and um, yeah, I think it it is going to be a game. I think JJ has to win them the game, which has basically been what we've been begging for all season. Right. I don't think Michigan is just going to waltz up and down the field running for 250 yards without Zach center. Right. Like, so maybe we finally get clarity on JJ McCarthy in this game. Maybe that's kind of either either you're right or I'm right on whether or not he's great. We find out in this moment. Um, you didn't make a pick though. You you dodged the pick. Who wins Michigan Alabama? Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Bama wins the game, but Michigan has a chance to win the game. I'm not. I'm not saying they make a mistake to lose the game, but like Bama's up four, and Michigan has the ball with like two timeouts and two minutes and 30 seconds left. And it's like legacy time. I call that the Kyle McCord uh, chance to win, need a drive down four. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I think Alabama wins the football game. Uh, I think it's evenly matched. I think it's a dog fight. I think, I don't, I don't know what to say. I think uh, I, you want to know why I'm honestly picking Alabama in the spot. Cause why? of because of Michigan's body language when they found out they got Alabama. That's not a joke either. And I know Michigan fans want to downplay it. Come on, dog. Like that you're you're really telling me the people in that room aren't terrified. That's oh, yeah. that, that's what I saw. I saw in that moment a team that deep down doesn't believe they're the best team in the country and is afraid of Alabama. So yeah, that that um, that gas that gas was something else. It's crazy. And uh by the way. Jim Harbaugh has been fantastic. He's been great as his, his entire staff clearly in the last couple seasons for a variety of reasons. This is Jim Harbaugh against Nick Saban. I know who I'll ride with. If you're giving me plus money in that game, this is Jim Harbaugh against Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh. Oh, and two in the playoff the last two years, Nick Saban 
is this is this is this a commandment? Is this a sleeper commandment? Like we're getting saving plus money. Like you have to. If I'm getting saving at plus money, and I have validation that Connor Stallions is not on the Michigan sideline, <laughs> I I think I have to take Alabama in this game. Uh, and then yeah, I I hope my heart is rooting for Michael Penix in this playoffs. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice. I'm with you. I think it's going to be Alabama Texas in the final. It's a rematch, and I think Alabama gets revenge on Texas. Yeah, Penix a Penix like legendary two game college football playoff run would be special. Also, Just I, I love Penix. I am excited that there's no outcome I'm not excited for from these four teams. Like last year, I, nobody wanted to watch TCU in the final, even though, I mean, I, you wanted them to beat Michigan, but like nobody was looking forward to like, ooh, what can Duggan do against Georgia? Like we knew what was going to happen. This year, I feel like no matter who it is, it's going to be a really fun final game. Yeah, I just I don't want to see a rematch, though, at the same time. Well, well we might see a rematch. A rematch would be fun. I you think, think? I, I think you're, you're, you're up for the run it. You're up for the, like the run it back, like revenge narrative. It's only fun because Bama lost the first time. That's fun. Like mm-hmm. what does a pissed off Nick Saban come in and do against the team that beat him? You know? True. It'd be fun. Uh, last thing on football. I I have the obvious way to fix this whole college football thing. And I know it's moving to 12 teams, but can I just give my, this is the obvious way to fix it. There should never be a set number of teams in the playoff. It should literally change any given season. That's all you need to do. It's all it ever should have been, and it's all you need to do. At like the, the minimum number of teams that can make the playoff is two. You have to pick two teams. Beyond that, if we need 12 teams this year, we need 12. If we need four, we need four. If we need three, we need three. And the committee's job is to seed it based on what they've seen, and that's fine. But you invite all the teams and give them a chance. That's all you have to do. Like this year, if you did that this year, you would have had five invites. Florida State would have been there. There would have been a play-in between Florida State and whoever we want at four. Georgia. We I, if they need to extend to six, I'm fine with that too. But I I would have if I'm on the committee this year and that's the mojo. Like it doesn't matter how many teams we choose. I'm doing five teams. Florida State's in there. Texas and Alabama are in there. There's a play-in for five and four. That play-in happens this week, and then you got a month. Like, why why can't we just do that? Kind of like that. I love the idea of a play-in. Well, like it, it, this fixes every issue we've ever had because there's been years where like there's very clearly only three teams. Like mm-hmm. there's three undefeated teams, and then you're picking who's the best eleven and one team that didn't win their conference. Like all this bullshit. Okay, but you but you know what, okay, but what about this? But doesn't that ruin the? Because in this case then TCU never even plays Michigan, do they? Don't they get left out, or do they get in? I'm trying to remember. TCU had a loss last year, right? Yeah, they had. One, I think they had one. Wait, did they? Yeah, they did, because TCU lost in the regular season, I'm pretty sure, and then came back. to. Didn't they lose, like, Kansas State in the regular season? Oh, yeah, no, because they went for it. They went for the win at Kansas State and didn't get it, I think. Yeah. In the big, we might not be in the big. It was in the Big Twelve championship. They went for the win, and yeah, they lost the Big Twelve championship. Yes, if so, yeah. Last year it would have just been Michigan, Georgia, and I get you would have hated that because it's Michigan. But like, be straight up with me. Did we really need TCU in the playoff? Were were they worthy of playing against Georgia? No, they weren't worthy of playing against Georgia. Right. So, like, what are we doing? And they, I get they beat Michigan, but like, just it's two undefeated teams. Have them play for the title, like. If there's if there's three undefeated teams, have them play. Yeah. If there's five, have them play. Like, 
But I guess, okay, here's the problem with my theory now that I'm thinking this through this year. Do Alabama and Texas get eliminated? Would this have been a three-team field with just Michigan, Washington, Florida State? No, I think I would have like I would have probably like bumped it to six. Honestly, maybe even seven. I might have gave Oregon a chance to win to get in. You can't give them with two losses. Two yeah. losses should kill you automatically. Okay, two losses kill. Okay, I would have gave Georgia a chance to get back in. Yeah. So it would have been six. Yeah, six. That's what I would have done. So we would have given Michigan and Washington buys, and we would have had Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Florida State to play mm-hmm. for the three. And uh, perfect. Yeah. Like, I like it. It's simple. And we don't, we, I get 12 is good. Like, ooh, 12 is fun. More teams. We don't need 12 teams. We, we don't need Tulane involved in this. Just pick the teams based on the year, every single year. That's all it should be. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Whew, we spent a lot of time on that. Uh, there are five teams in the top 12 in the country that took a loss this weekend. I want you to tell me who you are most concerned about going forward. We had Purdue's loss to Northwestern. We had UConn's loss to Kansas. We had Marquette's loss to Wisconsin. We had Duke's loss to Georgia Tech. And we had Kentucky's loss to UNC Wilmington. All surprising. Maybe UConn's wasn't surprising. The rest were surprising. Which one are you most concerned about? Ooh, let's see. So, we're looking at this as more most concerned, like long term moving forward. Cause I think without question, the worst loss is Kentucky at home losing to Wilmington. I think I don't think that's up for up for debate. Um Duke's loss was to Georgia Tech. It was on the road though. Um, but I think the team I'm most worried about moving forward long term is is Duke to me. Mm. It, just because I think that I I think that the 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 initial thoughts we had about that team being somewhat soft and not being as good as we thought are, are very relevant. I saw a team yesterday that was unable to do simple basketball things. As far as guarding pick and rolls, like you can't in a two minute game, get pick and roll lob dunks on you. Like that, that's just like simple basketball communication defensively and to me that's mental toughness in that situation and also mental toughness to me means just toughness in general um and that equates to you know carry the two add the one whatever you want to do math wise I think the team is somewhat soft whether it's mentally physically whatever you want to say and I don't know if that's necessarily changing either I think that is what it is um can they still be successful yeah but I don't think I ever commit to this team and take them seriously um because of the makeup of them. Um, okay. And also I came into this ready to say Kentucky and I switched to Duke at the end. I, I don't know that I have a clear answer. I'm perfectly okay with Duke being the right answer. I think they are soft. I also think they're going to win a lot of games in the ACC by default. And I think more than anything, Duke is just a team. I don't trust in away games right now. And that's not changing until I see it from Shire and Flip and Proctor. As long as that's your core, your coach, and your two guys, I think they're going to stink on the road. We need to be fading Duke every single time they're a road favorite this year. Um, That's an autoplay going forward. I will say I'm most surprised, not even by Kentucky, I'm most surprised by Marquette. I thought Marquette would be better than this. And um, 
look, losing at Wisconsin in a game where Klesmit scores 20 points in the first half, you can kind of explain that away with Cole Center Voodoo. That happens. But I was told that Marquette brought everybody back and was supposed to be better than this. And they they got and they got they got hammered on the offensive glass yeah. by Colin Wall. And like, you know, once again, like we we forgot about it. Like Oso's great, but like once again, Joplin and Gold are not Omax. Like yeah. when they're good and hitting shots and threes, it's great. If they're not doing that, they're not giving you anything else. Was this a big hit to your oh so second best big in the country campaign? Uh no, it was not. I still think Oso is. I feel like giving up a bunch of rebounds to Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall should disqualify you from being the second best big in the country. But the thing is, like he's boxing out one, whoever he's uh, not, the other guy's getting it. I think the second best big in the country just gets the rebounds, whether he's boxing out or not against Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. Like okay, all right, so yeah, okay, so maybe Hunter Dickinson is the second. It's best not big. a great look. Not also, a great. Look. Also third. Also I, third. Listen, man, I've seen Hunter Dickinson against Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. I've seen him lose games against those guys. He's always dominated those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think Oso dominated those guys tonight. Uh, okay, the so I said most surprising was Marquette. The one I actually think I might be most concerned with. I hate to say this. I'm literally going to hit myself in the face after this. I think it's Purdue. I think it's Purdue. I'm pretty excited to talk to the Boilers in the stands guys after this because uh, I'm terrified. I'm terrified that Braden Smith is just going to do this in pressure moments his whole career. That's my fear here. I don't have fears with the roster. I think Painter did plug the holes. If you listen to me in the recap, like I uh, last year, it felt like they were a couple guys short. This year, I don't think they're a couple guys short. I just think Braden stops being Braden when there's four minutes left and he's in a tie game. And I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to say it and simplify it, but like, all right, Greg, this right here, this is Purdue this year. Okay. Let me, I'm going to go show you Purdue last year. Ah, it looks very similar, doesn't it? It looks, it looks eerily similar, doesn't it? Maybe a little bit of a difference, but it looks kind of similar. Did you actually just change something? <laughs> no, I didn't change anything. It's the same. It's the same. I couldn't tell if you like changed a, a color shirt or a hat or something. Uh, oh. it's So it's not the same, though. I'm going to push back on you on that. It's not exactly the same. Oh, sorry. I forgot. We got Lance Jones. So let me fold my hat up one more. So. <laughs> but like, no, like Heidi can do some stuff off the bench. In theory, TKR is supposed to help him. Like Miles Colvin only played two minutes in the loss. He needs to play more. But like. I, I really do. I think they answered the roster questions. Those guys just need to play better. But, like, the, the larger issue is even if Lance Jones plays better, if Braden Smith tries to throw no-look-behind-his-head passes, they're Braden. losing these games, right? Like, like I, I, I was – I, I think I texted you, um, and I said I wasn't – I was disappointed that Braden was doing that. And that's like, come on, man. You're better than that. Yeah, I just don't get it. I really don't. Uh, UConn, not worried about them. That was a game I still am kind of confused how they lost down the stretch, other than Kevin McCullough was just brilliant. But um, they need more from Klingon. Tristan Newton's a superstar. Like, I, I don't feel worse about UConn after the loss at Kansas at all. At, uh, at, at, at Far Allen. Like, yeah, is what it is. By the way, uh, our boy Braden Turner was in my DMs over the weekend, and he uh, he wants to get us out to Fog Allen. So we might need to plan a trip in conference play this season. Oh, I'm there. 
yeah, just throwing that out on the fly. But I, I would love to, Braden, if you're listening to this, we would love to make that happen. And then you mentioned Kentucky. You came in expecting Kentucky to be your answer, but you changed. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with Kentucky right now? I I think we the the concept or the talking point of Kentucky being a young basketball team showed itself yesterday to me. Um, I I just thought there were some things lacking. I you got to realize that they might be one of those teams where when things are going great, it's going great. I don't know if they can win games when things aren't going great. And I got to see them do that. Um, but I don't know if they can win games when things aren't going great. Is it just like a play up and down to your competition thing? Uh, Not necessarily, because I think that, I mean, to me yesterday, it wasn't even play like to your competition thing. It was a, like the right guys aren't shooting the shots type thing. Uh, yeah. We're not going we're not going to things that are working because we want to ISO or we're doing dumb fouls or we're letting guys blow past us because we're not having, you know, solid defensive principles type thing. Yeah, the scary thing for me was Reed Shepard was sensational again. Reed hey. Shepard might be should be in the Naismith talk. I don't get him. I really don't. Like I there's so many good college basketball players through the years that come through and I'm like, yep, makes sense. That guy sick. Reed Shepard is incredible. I don't get him. I don't get how he's this good. <laughs> like, I don't watch his game and think like that guy's a superstar, but I should. You know what I mean? And then he, yeah. he puts up superstar numbers that don't even feel like he's putting up superstar numbers. Yeah. If it was anybody like if if Rob Dillingham was putting up Reed Shepard numbers, you'd be we'd be singing like number one pick, yeah. best college player of all time. But because it's Reed Shepard and he has a bowl cut, we we don't. Yeah, it's it's truly baffling to me. Um, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Neither do I. <laughs> he put he he puts up the quietest superstar lines every single game. And yes. I that honestly that's a praise comment towards him. But and praise. clamps up on the defensive end. Like all right. So just one word answers for all five. High, medium, low. What's your concern level? Purdue. Um, Purdue? Uh, medium. Mine's high. You high. Okay. High, medium, low. 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 Marquette. Low. Medium for me. Cole, Cole Center. Yeah, that's why it's medium for me. And okay. High. Duke. High. Duke. High. High. Kentucky. Yeah. Medium. Medium. Yeah, it's got to be medium. It's got to yeah, be medium. medium. All right, that was a fun segment. Hopefully, good teams start winning games so we don't have to do that every single week. I'd yes. much rather talk about wins. Uh, all right, quick one here. Big Ten tiers update. We did uh, just, a, I think, preseason Big Ten tiers, and then maybe like two weeks in, we did updated Big Ten tiers. Uh, now we've had a few conference games come through. So what's your updated Big Ten basketball tiers? Uh, in tier one, I have Purdue and Illinois. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what? What are we doing? What are we yep. doing? Yep. <laughs> do you want, I mean, we're going to do an Illinois recap. Do you want to save the long form thoughts on that for that? I do. Okay, go watch that video. But I'm, I, we're doing this before that. I'm baffled you're putting them in tier one. Continue. Okay. Uh, tier two, I'm going to have, I'm going to have Michigan State in tier two. This is no order. I'm going to have Wisconsin in tier two. I'm going to have. 
It's so funny. It's so funny that you led with Michigan State just to say this is in no order. I, I had to say that because I knew you were going to bring that up probably. Um, I'm going to have Ohio State in there, and then that's what I'm going to have in that tier. What do you call? Can you call these tiers some names for me too? Like, what's what's Purdue and Illinois tier? Uh, Big Ten title contenders. Okay, what's the second tier? Uh, top four contenders. So you don't think Michigan State can win a Big Ten title this year? No. Okay. All right. Continue. But let's move to the next tier. What do you got? I then I got like the the other teams. Um, actually, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I got Northwestern. I got Indiana, and then that's it in that tier. What's that tier called? The that other tier, teams. That tier is called. Mm, I don't know. We're going to call it the Boo Booey tier because Boo Booey is that great. I don't know what that means, but it's just his tier. Okay. Okay. And then in the next one, let's see here. In the next one, I'm going to go. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to go Iowa and Ohio State. I think <laughs> this is starting to get a little messy to me. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry about that. Did I put Ohio state in the Northwestern tier? No, I think, I, didn't. It, I, I think you did, but okay. I gotta be my honest. I'm, I'm making my own tiers right now. So I'm only, okay. Honest. My apologies. Go ahead. Okay. And then in my last tier, my bottom tier, these are just like the, the bad, bad big 10 teams. This is this tier, Penn state, Minnesota, Nebraska. And who else did I forget? I think that's everybody. Rutgers. Sorry. Rutgers. Oh, you're putting Rutgers all the way down at the bottom. Yeah, Rutgers is bad. Wasn't that more Illinois being good, though? Uh, it was, but also Rutgers is bad. I think we need to realize that. Their team their team is relying on Gavin Griffiths right now. And that, yeah, that kid's good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, that that's who they're relying on. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Oh, can, can I say one? Can I say one last thing to wrap up my tears discussion? Yeah. For all the people who like go to our videos and previews and tag players on the other team, it's really weird energy. By the way, like to it's 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 a little bit weird. I, as a grown man, as a person, I don't know if you should be going and taking our videos and tagging people and saying use it as motivation. Look what these guys are saying about you. But if you are going to do that, I'm going to respond to it. So thank you to the person who took our video. And sent it to Derek Simpson. That really helped out. But I'm glad you feel better about doing that. And thanks for DMing me as well. Saying that we don't know what we're talking about. I appreciate that. Yeah, it turns out we did know what we were talking about. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a crazy Yeah. Crazy huh. Yeah, just keep that same energy is my only thing. I'm, I think it's perfectly fair. Although incredibly creepy and weird. And maybe a sign that you should see a therapist. But... Uh, it's it's okay. It's perfectly fair game. If we make the content, you can do whatever you want with the content, right? You can go show it to your wife. You can show it to your toddler. You can show it to the player that we're crapping on. Any of that's fine. Do with it what you please. Get more eyeballs on it. I'm fine with that. But when we say something accurate or when we praise your player, keep that same energy is all I'm saying because I've been praising Lance Jones when he plays well. I've been criticizing Braden Smith when he plays poorly because it's about how you play that affects how the way I feel about you is. And then I come on here and talk about it. 
So keep the same energy, folks. Uh, all right, my tiers. You ready for this? Get it. I have tier number one. This team's going to win the conference. Don't overthink it. Purdue. Okay. I have tier number two. We want to trick you into thinking we could be Purdue. Illinois, Ohio State, Ooh. Wisconsin. Ooh. I've seen enough from all three of these teams to think that they're good teams, they're tournament locks, and that there's a chance they could go like 15 and five in Big Ten play. Okay, just to make sure we're on the same page here, Michigan State, not a tournament lock. I'll get to them in a moment. Okay. I'll get to them in a moment. Uh, I, I do think Michigan State's tournament lock. It's Tom Izzo, but okay. I'll get to them in a moment. Uh, the, the, in order to be in tier two for me with Illinois, and Ohio State, Wisconsin, you have to have a clear path to winning like 15 games in this conference and tricking people into thinking you're as good as Purdue. Can we make the game on Tuesday a battle for the spot in that second tier? Yes. Okay. Winner winner of Michigan State, Wisconsin gets a spot in my second tier of tricking you to think you're Purdue. I want that tier. Okay. Tier three is teams I actually think are good that have one obvious fatal flaw that will prevent them from actually doing anything of substance. Michigan State, Indiana, Iowa. Oh, I hate that tier. I do too, but look, Michigan State can't shoot. Indiana can't shoot. Iowa can't guard. I, I think all three of these teams should make the NCAA tournament based on what I've seen now. Uh, yes, that means I'm going back on my Indiana predictions. They keep winning the games that I they shouldn't. Like they win ugly, but they know what they are. Uh, they've limited their three point attempts, which is good. At least they're not trying to shoot the bazillion shots from three. They're just trying to do what they're good at. It's working. Michigan State can do the same thing. They can win games with defense. Uh, and Iowa's just going to have to outscore people. But to me, all three of those teams should be like a game or two above 500 in Big Ten play. And don't trick yourself. Don't trick yourself into thinking Fran McCaffrey's got like a sneaky contender here. Don't trick yourself into thinking Michigan State's going to suddenly get something from Mati Sissoko. Don't trick yourself, folks. These are okay basketball teams with flaws. They're going to win games, but they have flaws. That's tier three. Tier, Tier four. Bad teams with a superstar who can beat anybody any given night. Okay. Northwestern and Michigan. Two really good point guards. Bad teams can beat anybody any given night because they got boo and dunk. Simple as that. I feel like, I feel like Northwestern and Michigan shouldn't be in the same tier because Northwestern is better than Michigan. I think, I mean, that's fair based on who they just beat. I think this Northwestern team stinks. I'll be honest with you. I think that was much more of like Purdue shit themselves. And boo was, okay. boo was obviously great, but I'm not buying that Northwestern's like legit or anything. Okay. Uh, all right. Then, last two tiers i split it up a little more than you did the second to last tier is uh teams that need to give me a reason to talk about them that's maryland and Rutgers, and then teams i'm just never going to talk about penn state minnesota nebraska okay i'm glad you put nebraska there sorry guy that was for you uh all right let's wrap the show it was great to have you back my friend one big thing presented by bigby what do you got uh my one big thing is that i hate that dawson garcia is on minnesota (laughs) <laughs> why because i think he's really really good he is really really good i think he's just wilting away in minnesota yeah you didn't like him this offseason you thought he was just bad did i say did i say that are you i think you might be confusing me with somebody 
I mean, you came on here and said Minnesota was going to be the worst team in Big Ten history. I assume that meant that you didn't think much of him. No, no. Dawson Garcia is an all Big Ten level player. Minnesota is just that bad. Mm. He has 30. He has 31 right now, and they're losing. Mm. Okay. All right. Noted. Uh, all right. My one big thing is uh, I've had a night on this. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I love you, Doug. Thank you. And I love you. That's all. I just, I want that known. I want that out in the stratosphere. Okay. Respect. It's a great performance, man. <laughs> it was so good. He played so good. All for naught. I mean, it was for something, right? Was well, that's what something? you, that's, that is at the end of the day, that's what you wanted. You want a Doug performance and you want it to be fun. I said before the season, I just want fun games. I want Doug to be great. I'm getting both right now. All right, there you go. But at, at some point, is this on me for wanting that and not wanting better? No, because I think you you saying that is that's, that's what it's going to be. If you were expecting anything else, then it, it'd make it worse. Ah, I love you, Doug. I have a sick Doug shirt that came in the mail, by the way, that I just I I don't feel obligated to wear until they're winning a game. So they need oh, to be no, you got you gotta save it for the first win slash honestly, not even the first win, the first Chug McDaniel with the shirt. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. All right. Uh that's the sleepers podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Goodbye.